Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. If you're like me, if you're like most business owners, you know there isn't exactly a rule book on how you do all of this, and you spend a lot of time trying to figure that all out. Well, today's show is going to help you figure some of that out. To have the conversation, I've invited Scott Ritzheimer to join me. He's the founder of Scale Architects, and he helps founders and CEOs identify and implement that one essential strategy they need right now to get them on the fast track to predictable success. Scott, welcome to the show. Uh, it's so exciting to be here. Uh, I'm looking for, I've been looking forward to this conversation all day. Awesome. Well, I know it's going to be memorable. So my question for you is, when you look at the challenges of being a new business owner, and there are many, what's the one that keeps rising to the top? The the biggest one, and this is an interesting thing, and it's actually, it's changed a lot over the last five years, uh, in part because of wonderful podcasts like this, uh, where the, the, the biggest challenge that we have as entrepreneurs these days is we know everything that we should be doing. Right. Our list of should do's has never been longer, right? We've got, we have this just brilliant guest after brilliant guest. And it's like, oh my goodness, I've never thought of, you know, like earth shaking, transformative. And where are you going to have time to do any of that? And so the hardest thing I've found about, uh, especially this early stage part of the process, aside from just the nuts and bolts blocking and tackling, is that we actually don't give ourselves enough time for the nuts and bolts blocking and tackling. Uh, It's that we're so caught up into all these different leadership things that we can be working on and and this and that. And everyone has like, what's the one thing that you need to be doing? Uh, And the reality of it is, to an extent, there isn't one thing that every entrepreneur needs to do. And, and, and so what we've got to do, we have to find a way of filtering down all these wonderful things that we could be doing that other people think we should be doing and identify, you know, sometimes it's one, maybe two or three things that we actually need to do. Okay. I've been in business a really long time and I still have that list of all of those things, but I think I'm better at managing it now. But you're talking to a new business owner and I've got all of these ideas. How do I start filtering them? How do I start prioritizing and picking the things that not only will keep me sane, but move me forward? Absolutely. Well, the very first part of this is we've got to dial in on what the what the most important question is. And this is in business. I, I'd probably argue in life. It's not why, right? It's not really what your vision is. It's not what. It's not the business that you're in. It's not how you do it in your systems and processes. It's not even who you hire. Those are all very, very important. But the number one question is actually when, because the role of your vision changes from stage to stage. The what that you do, especially you as the founder, changes dramatically from stage to stage. The who you need on your team is completely different from stage to stage and how you lead them changes every step of the way. So the most important thing we need to do is actually understand what this level is. Everyone wants to get to the next level, right? Who's listening to this podcast that doesn't want to get to the next level? But my challenge for you is what is the next level? How do you define it? What's its name? How do you know when you get there? And more importantly, how does the game change when you do? And so uh, 
what I found, I was coaching a lot of folks and I noticed that kind of intuitively I'd get on a call with one client who's, you know, maybe five, 10 employees and, and they're building from the ground up. And then I'd be on a, another call with someone who's got 50, uh, 75 employees. And I would actually tell them to do opposite things. I was like, wait a second. Like, am I, am I lying to somebody? You know, I just told this person they have to let go of this. I told this person they have to grab onto it. What's going on here? And I started playing back. I've had this like weird opportunity to help 20,000 different founders and visionary, uh, both entrepreneurs in the, the nonprofit space and the for-profit space. And so I just started replaying story after story in my mind and realized there's this, there's this pattern that we all go through. There's actually, there's seven distinct stages that founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, business owners, that whole group, that, that there's seven distinct stages that we go through. And the one thing that matters there, the essential strategy for each of those stages is very, very different. And so for your group that we're talking about here, folks that are, they, they're, again, they're at the ground level, they're doing this. They may have been doing it for a while. They may have been doing it for a short period of time, but they're, they're probably wrestling with what, uh, either stage two or stage three. And stage two, just very quickly, is what I, it's the startup entrepreneur. Now, Instagram would make you think that that's like you know, champagne and beaches and you know, all kinds of wonderful things. Uh, you, know, you can tell a startup entrepreneur because they've got what I call the entrepreneur smile. Right, it's that kind. Of, it's it's more of a wince, you know, than a smile. Uh, how's it going? It's great, you know. And what you're really thinking is, I don't know if I'm going to make payroll next week. Right, like that's that's the entrepreneur smile. And and when you're in that startup entrepreneur mode, it's really it's just you. Maybe you've got a VA or two or some a couple of people helping part time, but largely it's up to you. Uh, and and if it's up to you, then then really what you've got to figure out how to do is you've got to figure out what your profitable, sustainable market is. That's a really boring way of saying it. But basically, you've got to stop coming up with new ideas every single day and focus on what are the ideas that are needed to find that market. It's not glamorous. It's not glitzy. It is dirty fingernails work. But the more relentless you can focus on finding that profitable, sustainable market and tapping into it. And, and there's, uh, there's a lot that goes into that. But when we have that as the focal point, it starts to refine all these things that we don't need to do. You actually don't need to be a great leader at this stage, right? It's you. You got you to lead yourself, right? Uh, you got to be great at time management. That's a big skill at this stage. Um, you, you don't need to be great at HR. You, you, you know, there, there's lots of things when you really look at it, there's lots of things that you don't need to be doing. So that's stage one. That's that st or stage two, actually. That's a, the startup entrepreneur. You made so many great points in there, and I really want to just go back and reinforce a few of them. The thing that really stuck out for me is this idea that you can't keep changing your mind and chasing every great business opportunity. You have to be selective in that early stage, and the sooner you get selective, the more productive you can be. Okay. So I'm ready to move on. I've gotten my sustainable business. I'm making some money. Things are going. I can relax my entrepreneur's smile. I can actually laugh occasionally. What's stage three? Uh, stage three. Uh, ready? This is a fun one. Uh, we're expecting it to go up and to the right, right? We've gotten out of, like we got rid of, and, and what, you know you're in stage three, and this is a little bit of a downer. I promise it gets better, but you know you're in stage three when you wake up one day and you think, what's wrong with these people? And, and what you're referring to by people are your employees, because let's be honest, they don't think like you. They don't act like you. They don't own the business like you. Uh, they don't do what you do. And, and here's what's really tricky about that is that they shouldn't. 
Uh, if you find folks who are a great fit for this stage, they should actually be different from you. They should be wired a little different from you. They should have different motivations and different skills. That's what's going to help you get this thing up off the ground and, and rocketing through the atmosphere. But just because they're different from you doesn't make it right either. And so what we've got to do, we've got to figure out that there's just, there's, there's really one type of person that's really, really effective at this stage. And we need to learn how to find them. And then we need to change our expectations and, and, and change the way we manage, right? We like to talk about leadership. We don't like to talk about management, but we need to learn to manage that group of people. If we don't, what happens is, again, we wake up thinking what's wrong with these people and we step into stage three. It, it happens so universally that it is stage three and it is the reluctant manager. You know, founders don't get into business to become managers. In fact, a lot of them leave corporate to stop being a manager. And so when they find themselves with five, 10 employees around, like they need to be managed, right? Like people need to be managed and they don't need to be micromanaged. They don't need to suck all the life out of you, right? Uh, and they're, they're, but there's a group of people that are highly effective at this stage and they need to be managed more than you do and more than you would like. And you said that there was a particular kind of person that you need at that stage. How would you define the person that you need to add to your organization or the person you need to be on the lookout for when you're in this stage three? So I'm going to give you one word and it represents about five podcast episodes. So we'll go one word and then I'll show you how to, how to how folks can take action on it. They are operators. Now, when I say operators, I mean something very specific by that. So for anyone who's listening, if you head over to our, our website, scalearchitects.com, if you've got folks on your team and you're wondering like, are they the right person? Have them take this quiz. It's a free assessment on the, on the homepage. It's called the leadership styles quiz. And the number one thing that I could say to anyone in this stage is that you have to find operators. Once you find operators, create an environment for them to succeed. It's going to require some change from you, but whole, it is worth it, right? Like just if you want to see your organization take off, if you want to move from what's wrong with these people to, uh, you know, these people are awesome. It, it's, it's both, you got to find the right people. And then once you find the right people, learn how to manage them effectively in the way that they want. Absolutely. So when you're talking about operators, are you talking about people who are good at developing processes, standardizing or do you have some other characteristics in mind? Not at all. So um, they are—they're not—they're better than you at that. This is the tricky part, right? We we realize, hey, like I'm—I'm I'm just making this up as a, I don't actually know how this thing works, right? And if someone else is going to do it, there's got to be some kind of process. Here's what's tricky. There are two different types of people who enjoy more process than you as a visionary, right? Uh, and they are operators, but there's another group called processors. And, and processors are people who literally think in terms of system and process. What's different between processors and operators is this. Operators want to get to do the right thing. They, they want to get to done as quickly as they possibly can and effectively as they possibly can. Processors want to do the thing right. If, if you take a, an operator and say, hey, here's A, B, and C, and they can get to A without to A to C without B, what are they going to do? They're going to skip B every time. If you ask a processor, even if C is closer, they still know B is next. And so they're going to go all the way up to B. And that sounds wonderful, right? We want people who are, who are detail-oriented, but you get into the room with them, and it is an exquisite but excruciating level of detail, Right. And, and so this is this is the fine line that we really have to, to slice. And 
again, the, the, the quiz is free. It makes it really easy. And, and I would encourage folks, you probably have processors around you. That's why it's driving you a little crazy. And the reality of it is the more you can actually move toward operators and then adapt as a leader. If you try to adapt to managing processors, really all you're going to do is slow everything down. And it's pretty suffocating for a visionary. Awesome. Well, Scott, I know I could spend a whole lot more time, but we're going to put a pin in it here. And I'm going to encourage everyone, if you are intrigued by what Scott's talking about, go take the quiz. There'll be a link in the show notes. Find out about yourself, find out about the characteristics you need, and figure out where your business is. Scott, thank you for being a part of the show. Lorraine, it was an absolute privilege. Thanks so much. I loved it. And if you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you're looking for other resources for your business, be sure to check out our toolbox. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.